Hey, this is the Trapola Podcast. I'm Dan Runcie. I am back from a quick little break. I had taken some time off around Memorial Day, needed to reset and recharge for a bit. But then when I came back, everything surrounding George Floyd's murder and protests and the outrage and the fight against injustice and the call to end police brutality, all that came to a head. I'd had some good episodes recorded with some great guests, but it just didn't feel like the right time to release those. I paused because I wanted to, A, process my own thoughts. As a black man in this country, this stuff hits me pretty heavily. Once I was able to gather my thoughts and perspective, use my platform in the most effective way possible. And it made me really think about my contribution and what am I doing to this effort. As you know, if you're listening to this podcast, Trapital's mission and goal from the get-go has been to elevate the business of hip-hop and to elevate the culture. A lot of that involves being able to elevate the business ventures and the success of black people. They are cornerstone of this genre of music and all of the accomplishments, all of the successes. We just didn't necessarily see the deep dives in a Harvard Business Review or Wall Street Journal. You just weren't seeing that to the same extent. And that's a big reason for why I started Trapital. I think that's been recognized and it's been acknowledged by many of the readers and listeners over the past two years that I've been writing in the past year that I've been working on Trapital full-time, and I want to continue doing that. But I knew that beyond the content itself, there were other ways that I could make a contribution. So I've done a few things in the short term. I've been able to make a few donations towards the ACLU, the Bail Project, Campaign Zero, and Color of Change. If you yourself are looking for organizations to donate to and to support everything that's happening and to fight against the uh, racial injustice, I suggest you look into all four of those organizations. I think they're all doing great work that helps different facets of this fight because as many of you know, this is a multifaceted issue. We all know it needs to be done, but there's several organizations doing great work to combat that. So I suggest you look up each of those. Another thing that I did was I collected some data on all of the statements that were made by music companies, especially those in the business of hip-hop, and by artists themselves. Who are the folks that have been out on the streets joining the people in the protest? Who are the people that have been making public donations? Who are the people that have been making statements? I created a spreadsheet to track that. I'll post it in the show notes. If you are on the newsletter or follow me on social media, you've probably already seen it, but I suggest you check that out because these are the type of things that not only increase accountability, but it encourages others to do the same. The funny thing about social proofing is that when people see a list and they see something being tracked, they know that they want to be recognized for it. But one of the things that I did do in this list, I made a distinction between was the short-term efforts and the long-term work that needs to be done. The short-term work, of course, is the donations A lot of these companies have written six-figure, seven-figure, some even eight-figure checks towards different organizations, many of the ones that I had given money to myself. That's all great, but in order to truly support black people and to help make this effort further, it really stems down to empowering positions of leadership through the hiring that's done and through the funding that is done to the businesses and to that economic support. Those are two of the most effective ways. And that's actually what I decided to write this week's Trapital article on. 
people have often asked me to speak my articles. They want me to voice over my articles and record them as podcasts. And I've been meaning to do it for a while. I just hadn't done it, but I thought that this would be a good time just given everything that's happening. I wanted to have a podcast that was just me speaking from the heart, letting people know my perspective on this. I think that this resonated with a lot of people. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, this podcast is for you. And based on the response to that, I'll consider doing this for future articles. This week's article, published on June 4th, 2020, is how hip-hop pushed companies to fight for racial injustice. As hip-hop grew in power, it influenced those that profit off black culture to join the fight for justice. We've been here before. We've mourned countless victims, donated to numerous causes, and marched in the streets. This time, though, it feels different. There has been welcome support from surprising places. Sure, some of it is slacktivism. However, the call for change is stronger than it was in 2014. Hip-hop has always spoken out on police brutality, but more businesses have partnered with hip-hop in recent years. These companies have felt the pressure to contribute to the same culture that's making them rich. It's one of the many factors that accelerated the shift in response to this crisis. This may not be enough for the change that's needed, but it's a start. The fight for existence is in hip-hop's DNA. People often ask how hip-hop became the dominant culture. The internet is a common answer. It's not wrong, but it's reductive. The two main reasons are empowerment and social media. Let's start with empowerment. For years, hip-hop fought for its legitimacy. Melly Mel, Public Enemy, NWA, they all depicted a life that was misrepresented by the mainstream media. Their music vocalized black people's fight for equity in America. Remember when Public Enemy called themselves the Black CNN? This is what they were talking about. As the art form grew in popularity, though, that fight drove the desire to call the shots. In the 90s, Death Row, Cash Money, and No Limit made game-changing distribution deals with major labels. That mentality extended to hip-hop partnerships and newly launched companies across industries. They set the tone for a generation that wasn't satisfied with a first-class ticket on the plane. They wanted to fly the plane themselves. For instance, Jay-Z built Rock Nation to make moves he couldn't have done as Def Jam president. This past week... Rock Nation called on Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison to prosecute the four officers who murdered George Floyd. To honor Floyd, the entertainment company took out full-page ads in newspapers across the United States. Social media accelerated hip-hop's influence further. Artists can now directly connect with audiences. Their influence became quantifiable and public. There were fewer distributors to claim audience ownership and fewer execs to, quote, soften the message. Artists grew their following through authenticity. With the rise of black Twitter, black culture became the language of social media. The trend further accelerated in 2017 when hip-hop surpassed rock as the most popular genre of music. Companies took notice and wanted in. It led to a wave of once unlikely partners, like Tiffany & Company. In 2014, the jeweler was sued for patterns of racial 
bias. It had just one black employee in over 200 management roles. That's 0.5%. And was accused of not believing that black people were appropriate ambassadors. Four years later, though, the company made ASAP Ferg a brand ambassador. Yes, that same ASAP Ferg who made the aggressive take-no-prisoners anthem, Plain Jane, became a spokesperson for one of the most storied luxury brands. And now, in the wake of George Floyd, the company acknowledged it hasn't done enough. It made a social media post in support of Black Lives Matter. Is it still enough? No, but it's a tiny step. This collective rise built leverage for hip-hop. For these partnerships to work well, companies have to show up. Their values should be aligned with the authentic artists they want to team up with. Businesses felt pressure to support the culture they profit from. Social media makes it easy to call out the culture vultures, those who profit off the culture without contributing to it. If a clothing company promoted its, quote, hot girl summer line, the racial diversity of its board of directors and leadership team was fair game for criticism. To be clear, the presence of black execs does not give a company a free pass. It's like having black friends. It's an acknowledgement, but meaningful action still needs to be proven. This cancel culture trend may frustrate some, but it does maintain accountability. Remember, before social media, these inquiries were more likely to get ignored. But companies now face more pressure to stand with the culture they integrated into their business. Their customers will check the receipts and call them out if their actions don't line up. In the article, I included a screenshot of The weekend's post on Instagram and Twitter. He posted a picture of an infographic that includes the logos for Universal Music Group, Sony, Warner, Spotify, and Apple Music. The caption says, To my fellow respected industry partners and execs, no one profits off black music more than the labels and streaming services. I gave yesterday, and I urge you to go big and go public with yours this week. It would mean the world to me and the community if you can join us on this. The Weeknd gave $500,000, and he's calling on the rest of them to do their part. Since George Floyd's death, hip-hop has spoken loudly. I made the hip-hop statements spreadsheet. This is the same one I'm going to link to in the show notes here. To highlight the artists who have protested, donated, and supported. J. Cole, Tory Lanez, and Lil Yachty have hit the streets in protest. Drake, The Weeknd, and Kanye West have put up big checks to various organizations. They've set an example for the companies that back them. In that same spreadsheet, I also kept track of the music companies who have released PR statements. I distinguish the short-term donations from the long-term work that accelerates change. Tiffany Ashley Bell, executive director of The Human Utility, coined the term, quote, hire or wire. If businesses want to make meaningful change, then hire black people in positions of influence or wire checks to fund their business endeavors. It was initially a call to action for tech leaders, but it also applies to the music industry where more black executives are needed at the top. The goal is clear. Hip-hop wants to end police brutality and racial injustice. The love for black people needs to be just as strong as the love for black culture. Each business has a role to play in that. Will the necessary change happen? We'll see but we know what needs to be done. Thanks again for your time. Next week, we'll be back with regularly scheduled interviews. 
have a few of them lined up, as I said. I still have a few that I recorded from before I take my break, but those conversations are evergreen and they'll still be applicable here. And I have a few more coming up, so stay tuned. And if you choose to join any of the protests or movements happening this week, make sure you stay safe, stay out there. I was out in San Francisco and Oakland this past week. Those protests can definitely get intense, so make sure that you stay alert and stay safe. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell at least one friend about this podcast. Word of mouth is still the best way to grow. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a review, rate the podcast. I will screenshot and share the podcast ratings on Twitter, Instagram. That can encourage more people to share the podcast. And if this podcast is your first introduction to Trapital, then make sure you check out the rest of the content. Go to Trapital.co. That's T-R-A-P-I-T-A-L dot C-O. Sign up for the weekly newsletter. Get all the content there. And also, shoot me a text. That's also a great way to stay in touch with Trapital content. You can text me, Dan Runcy, at 415-234-3074. Thanks again. See you next week.